the past few days I've had some really great opportunities to take a closer look and revisit what really goes on behind the scenes as far as how my mind is reacting and my habits of thought and reactions to what I would call very what's commonly referred to as feeling taken for granted. That is one of those, at least to me, is one of those really emotionally loaded terms that can bring about all kinds of thoughts, all kinds of reactions, and they all really have their root in, at least from my experiences, from different emotions that come up or different emotions that I feel in response to that. And what I've found is that there are so many situations in life, this is just really one of them, there are so many situations in my life where I have had an opportunity to find common themes that run through my life. There are all kinds of things that I used to refer to as feeling this way or feeling that way. And the most important thing I would say about that is that And there again, I don't want to say this for anyone else. I can only know this for for myself. What I have found is that what I used to refer to as feeling a certain way, I have really changed that in my own mind, and I now refer to that as I am thinking this way. In other words, you know, I do have, I don't want to deny the fact that I, as a human being, I have various emotions. I believe there is a little over 30. Behavioral, uh, you know, behavioral scientists have identified. I think it's a little over 30 different emotions that humans can feel. But then again, the feelings are just the feelings. That's just the energy moving through my body. That's just what's happening to me on a physiological level. The all of the things that are happening in my mind come about when I start thinking about what I'm feeling. And to be able to make that distinction has been very, very healing for me. And it has been something that I've been told has been very helpful to the many people that I have shared this with and some of the people that I have taught this to in terms of mindfulness or mindful coping practice. So when I get down to really, you know, taking a closer look at what happens when I quote unquote feel taken for granted. What I have found is that in order for me to feel taken for granted, and there again, I don't want to say thinking taken for granted. I just want to use the common term that that most people use. And I do find myself from time to time using this term as well. It's something that I think is more universal. And I don't also don't want to be confusing at the same time. So what actually happens, What what is it that really happens when I slow things down in my mind and I actually am feeling taken for granted. What is actually going on? I've had a few opportunities just over the past week to experience this. And what's interesting about it is is that it can happen very, very quickly. I can suddenly find myself inundated or you know thinking a lot about somehow that someone is someone or a group of people is taking me for granted or doesn't appreciate me in some way, or they don't appreciate something that I've done for them. And I've noticed that the first thing that I want to be able to do is to, first of all, you know, and this is where mindfulness practice really, really helps, is that I want to be able to be aware of the fact that I am thinking about this at all. 
and I just, I literally want to become aware of it as soon as I possibly can. And it's not to become aware of it to judge myself harshly or to beat myself up emotionally. I just, the sooner I know and can be aware that I am starting to habitually think these types of thoughts, the, the, these are very familiar thought patterns. And it, that's another thing I want to mention too, is it's very interesting. The more that I practice mindfulness, the more that I see very common themes that tend to come up over and over again. And the nice thing about that is, is that the more familiar that I get with my mind and what it is that I'm thinking, how my self-talk is, especially when it's self-defeating. And at the same time, I also want to be very aware of it when I am engaged in what I refer to as wishful thinking or delusional thinking, when I'm really needing to believe something that is not really true that can be, you know, when, you know, even though I'm trying to make myself feel really good by doing that, at the same time, though, it's taking me further and further away from the truth of what's really going on in any given moment and really sets me up to have to feel like a failure later. It sets me up to be disappointed or disenfranchised, uh, to feel, you know, with, to want to withdraw from life, to withdraw from other people. So it really can be whether it's self-defeating or whether it's self-affirming. I just want to be aware. The most important thing is I want to be aware. And I begin to find that over time, as I continue to practice mindfulness, as I practice in whatever form that I utilize, it's really just there's different ways to pay attention to our thoughts. We can utilize different techniques to stabilize our minds and to calm our minds. And then the work begins of just simply paying attention. And the more that I can get familiar with kind of what I like to refer to jokingly as my greatest hits, these are or my top five or my top ten list, it's amazing how I can, even when I'm aware of it, one time I can suddenly find myself if I'm if I'm so carried away with how I'm feeling and there again I want to say that it is it's there's nothing to be ashamed of there's nothing to feel bad about when we're in the midst of very strong emotions it's very easy to lose track of what our minds are doing when we are really wrapped up in a very strong emotion of some sort or a very strong emotional reaction of some kind it's very easy to lose the ability to be to be aware of what our minds are doing. And it's just like anything else. It's the more that we have to practice being able to, when something kind of bowls us over, so to speak, or we find ourselves flat on our back, emotionally speaking, that we want to, the more we practice, and this is really where mindful coping comes in, that is really about being more mindful on my feet, as I refer to it as. It's in the it's the mindfulness that you can't necessarily practice it when you are in the middle of things, when there's work to be done, there's responsibilities to be discharged. It's just when we're in the middle of life, we we the more we practice being mindful when it is quiet, the more that we can find our capacity to increase, to have more ability to do that when life is not so still and not so quiet, when things aren't going our way, when we're, you know, feeling really out of sorts, we still can be mindful on our feet if we want to be. So getting to what this has been all about for me this particular week and what it is just, what is has been going on right now is that 
I have recently, over the past week, several, you know, several days to a week, have picked up on because I've been paying attention, generally speaking, not not a hundred percent, but but enough to where I'm noticing it that I've had some really powerful internal reactions with people in certain situations, and the thoughts have started coming online thinking, you know, various types of thoughts that are related to people taking me for granted or not really appreciating what it is that I have done for them in some way. And so to really take a closer look at that, what I really want to do is to remember that if I am doing anything, and there again, I can only speak for myself in these particular situations. I can only know what's best for me. I'm not, you know, anything that I'm getting ready to say, I'm not saying that this is right for anyone else. I think that everyone else ultimately has to figure out for them, you know, what they believe about this, what the, what, what is the way in which they want to live. And I know there are different philosophies and different ways of living in terms of our expectations for other people and what we're going to expect and what we're not going to expect from people. So I know that I can only be thinking these thoughts. I can only be telling myself that I am being taken for granted if somehow I have expectations for other people. And what I'd like to say, I don't want to use the word that it's a goal because it's really more along the lines of just letting myself. The idea is to let go of expectations, to let go of clinging to people in any certain way and expecting any certain outcomes so that I can get to a point where I just naturally don't have those expectations. I want, I really, at the end of the day, there again, it's not a goal, but I want to be able to be with people and genuinely be with them, however they are, however I am, however the situation is. But I know deep down inside that I can only do that if I am willing to be with people and not harbor expectations for, for them for what I think they should do for me or in response to what I do for them. I just really don't want to, I want to be free of that. And so if that's the case, and I realize different people can have different philosophies about this, but anytime that we are finding ourselves for one reason or another, having expectations for other people, or when we do things for people, having any sort of beliefs or expectations about how they should respond to us. It's not even about needing them to do something for me as well. Even, although I could say getting very technical about this, that even if I am just expecting a certain response, I'm still really expecting something from them. I'm still expecting them to do something for me. And this week, the awareness came on pretty quickly. It became very, very apparent to me pretty early on in the game with this that I was, in fact, somehow thinking these kinds of thoughts. Somehow, I had found myself in a place where I was clearly expecting something from someone, or in some cases, from a group of people. And what it is that I was expecting or thinking that would happen or hoping that would happen did not... And, and there again, it really was a surprise to me in that I did not really see this coming. And that's why I really want to be careful about never, ever trying to tell myself that I'm past something or that I don't have to worry about having expectations for people because I've already healed that. I don't have to worry about that anymore. 
I have made that mistake several times throughout my life to the point that I no longer even want to believe that I am past something. Because I'm human, I really want to be open to, and, there, and this is something that I can only know for myself, is that I, you know, I can never feel like there's a, any guarantees that I am over something or over, you know, over or past or healed from some particular behavioral pattern. Because I'm human, things can always change. I can find myself back repeating behavioral patterns that maybe I had not uh, had not engaged in in some period of time. I'm never immune, and I always want to be able to kind of really keep what I refer to as a light, open stance towards this. That I don't want to focus on it. I don't want to live in fear of it. I just want to be open to the fact that as a human being. We are, in some cases, habitual creatures. We do tend to be creatures of habit. And I don't want to spend all my time trying not to have expectations, trying not to expect something in return, because the more I try not to do these things, the more I'm going to do it. So what I found is that joining the willingness to be vulnerable, the willingness to be open to the fact that at any time, no matter how much I have worked on a particular behavioral pattern, that I never am going to get to a point where I don't ever have to think that I'm going to be susceptible to it anymore. And on the same token, by the same token, I don't want to beat myself up when I find myself engaging in an old pattern is the way I would refer to that. And I found myself there this week. I really never had told myself that I was over this or past this because I'm not going to tell myself something that's not true. I think that I'm always susceptible to these things. But at the same time, there was a tendency for me to judge myself very harshly once I realized that somehow I was expecting something from someone. It became very tempting for me to start thinking thoughts about, you know, along the lines of, you know, what's wrong with you? I thought that you were past this. Are you really? I mean, and there again, this isn't me talking to myself. These are just the thoughts that I'm having. You know, are you really doing this again? Are you really acting this childish and ridiculous? And there again, when I say those things, I'm not saying that in that I was being really hard on myself. But I also realize that it does help to laugh. You know, in my case, I can't say that's, you know, what's best for everyone. But in my case, the more that I can be humorous about my human silliness, the more that I can accept and live, you know, a little more lightly with my nonsense, as I like to call it, that, you know, I can allow myself to be who I am. I can love me for who I am. And I'm, you know, I'm not setting the bar so high that I can't ever meet those expectations for my, for myself. I really want to be careful, I, you know, in terms of saying that I have any expectations for myself. Really what my expectations are really center around, I just want to pay attention to what I'm thinking and how I'm reacting. I just, if I can just stay there in that place where I'm not judging my thoughts, I'm not condemning myself for having these thoughts, I can laugh at my silliness, I can laugh at my humanness, not to poke fun at myself or not to make fun of myself, but just to be able to be okay with the fact that this is part of what the human experience is. This is what sometimes I refer to as the game. And I've heard other people refer to it as that as well. It's This is just 
we find ourselves really oscillating in cycles where we sometimes can feel like if we're not careful we can feel like we keep finding ourselves back at the same place over and over and over again and at some point I just decided that I wanted to throw out the roadmap. I'm no longer trying to get away from any of these behaviors. I'm no longer rejecting any of these things. I'm just being open to the fact that the only way I've ever been able to not be plagued by these things and not be crippled with being locked in a loop of overthinking something, overanalyzing, overreacting to it, and not being able to cope is to simply be in that position where I can actually be a witness to my own thoughts, where I can actually try as much as possible to be a dispassionate observer. And it's not 100% possible. It's not entirely possible. We have uh, a lot of what some people refer to as a lot of buy-in in this experience, a lot of skin in the game, so to speak. This is our lives that we're talking about. So when I'm trying to deal with feelings what I call, you know, feeling taken for granted. It's really about if I if I'm telling myself I'm feeling taken for granted, I really want to be paying attention to my thoughts. I really want to see where this is coming up. What it, what am I actually telling myself about this? And it's really a matter of just, you know, not needing to get to the bottom of it, but just paying attention. If I just really get still mentally speaking, I may not be able to get still physically. I may still have things that I need to do, but in as much as I can pay attention in the middle of life, some of this I may have to wait until I can get to a place where I can sit down and be still and have some mental bandwidth to be able to take a closer look at it and to pay more attention to what's going on. But I can do that to a certain degree, and it's that's available to any of us who want to practice that. If I can really start to see that, and in these cases that happened here recently, yes, I found myself, I admit it, I found myself somehow thinking that while I didn't know for sure exactly what it was that I wanted from people, there was some sort of thought behind expecting something. Uh, In this case, it may have been acknowledgement. It may have been someone just uh, offering me some sort of acknowledgement that something that I had done really for them, not for me, but then again, the question becomes, why do I, why do I need that? What is, and, and there again, it, would, it, it was very tempting to beat myself up emotionally along the lines of, you know, why am I needing someone to acknowledge this? I don't, you know, and there again, I didn't need them to acknowledge this to other people. It was just a matter of me needing somehow needing to have some kind of acknowledgement that something that I worked really hard at, not for me, but also for them. And I don't really want, I mean, I don't want to do that. I can't try not to do it, I don't think, at least for myself. But what I, what I don't want to do is, I do, if I'm having those thoughts, I don't want to believe them. And at the end of the day, I don't want to do anything because I'm really expecting something from someone else. And it doesn't prevent me from sometimes falling into that trap of wanting to do that because I'm human. But if I am starting down that road and I know that that's what I'm doing and that somehow this is my game, that somehow I am expecting I have some sort of agenda, I'm going to get some sort of juice out of someone, you know, doing something for someone and being acknowledged for it in some way. 
and, and, and it, it doesn't really matter even what I'm expecting from them to, you know, to get into the particulars that I don't want to be playing that game. But at the same time, though, there's no way for me to prevent myself from going there sometimes because I'm human. So if I can just really back up and really back off away from trying to control how I am and how my mind is thinking and just catch myself, all I really have to do is do, is do that. And when I catch myself starting to think those thoughts, it's very easy just to let them go. I don't have to chastise myself for that. I don't have to judge myself. I don't have to feel ashamed for having expectations of people because it's really easy to do it. It's really easy to fall into that, into that trap. And so mindfulness practice has really helped me in terms to kind of really pull all this together that all I really want to do is to pay attention and to be willing to accept the fact that sometimes I am going to think this way. Sometimes I am going to, to, to expect things from other people. And the more that I try not to do it, the more I may find in myself, my, I may find myself doing it because that's all I'm thinking about. Instead of, as opposed to just living my life, not really guarding against anything, being able to kind of lighten my grip on myself, on everyone else and everything, and not cling to needing to be the person that doesn't have any expectations because that's ultimately what will end up happening. If I'm trying so hard to be that person, then that's that's who I'm going to be. I'm not going to be able to be who I really am. There's going to be a lot of things that could come up spontaneously that are very healthy and positive by, by just genuinely being who I am. But if I'm so busy or too busy being the guy that's not expecting anything from anyone, and I know I've been this person as well, this is always a great indicator to me, is when someone loudly proclaims, you know what, I don't need anything from you, and I don't need anything from anyone else. I've done it so many times. And I think it's, you know, I can't speak for everyone else, but I know from for myself that if I say that, that's really just an indication that I'm trying to be this person who, you know, I'm going to be self-sufficient if it kills me. I'm, I'm not going to need anything from anyone, and it's also an indication, at least for me, that I somehow either have in the recent past or am currently expecting something from someone and my need to proclaim so loudly that I don't need anything from anyone is really just my way of trying to convince myself that I don't when I know, in fact, if I were to pay attention to my thoughts more closely, I clearly am in the midst of expecting something from someone. So in the end... This is really about, this isn't, you know, to me is not a self-improvement program. This is not about trying to brute force any change. It's just about being able to live with and cope more effectively with those times when I find myself being human and doing what I call feeling being, you know, feeling taken for granted is just one of many ways in which I can be human. And it's all really a matter of, even if I am thinking that way, even if I'm entertaining those thoughts, I don't have to believe them. And that's really where mindfulness practice also helps. Just because I'm thinking something, I don't have to believe everything I'm thinking about how I'm feeling. At the end of the day, I really can choose to just pay attention to the thoughts 
and to really look at these things and to determine, is this really true? What I'm telling myself, is this really true? And I realize sometimes when we're in the midst of a lot of stress and things are not going our way and they're not going well, it may be tougher to, to answer those questions with a clear mind and to really have a clear perspective. So what I really want to be able to do is just make sure that if I'm trying to answer these questions, that I'm in a place where I can really have the mental bandwidth to do that and to really be honest with myself and to be willing to see whatever it is that, you know, whatever the truth is, to be able to see it and own it. And if I'm not there, I want to be honest with myself and wait until I can do this work. And, and that's really about what mindful coping is about. Sometimes I may have to put a pin in it, so to speak. I may have to wait. And I really can cope because I don't necessarily need to resolve everything as soon as I become aware of it. I, do, I can't always fix everything the minute that I realize that it might be possibly broken or that maybe it's not, uh, that there's something that needs to be adjusted. I can take care of my responsibilities and do what I need to do only if I decide that that's what I'm willing to do. I can only, I can cope only if I'm willing to sometimes realize I have to sometimes put some of these things on the back burner until I can work with them and that it really will be okay and that I really can do that, that it's not the end of the world. It's easier said than done sometimes, but I find that the more that I practice that, the more that I practice coping, even when I when my mind is just racing with thoughts and reactions to things, that I really can cope, that I can really come back here to where everything is really happening. And without everything being resolved, without everything having been figured out, having uh, having you know having, having be, being able to figure all these things out, and that I can actually take care of what needs to be taken care of right here, right now. That's really where it's at for me.